All right, welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their business into millions and, and stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and a way more sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Um, it, would you mind just really quickly telling our audience a little bit more about you and, and uh, what your business is? Sure. Uh, Mark Lapena, background, uh, aviation, data science, uh, five startups, five exits. Um, everything ranging from, you know, internet. Uh, we were an application service provider for my first business. Um, sold that in the middle of the dot-com bur bubble burst. Uh, we actually made a little bit of, we made a little profit. I was surprised. Um, <laughs> and then uh, last company uh, sold to ExxonMobil and took a year off and then uh, started a company, uh, well, worked for a company called OAG, official airline guide. Um, about 16 months into that contract, uh, figured that, uh, they weren't really doing it right. I could do it better. And I started on off block, which is becomes an ASUS, which has become one hell of a company. Wow. That's amazing. Five for five. That's incredible. Um, we could, as we're talking, you, you know, feel free to reach back into any of the other past businesses experience, um, as, as far as, um, the advice or, or um you know info that, you, that you're sharing or drawing on um, but what would you say when you look back at the at the different companies your current company what are some of the things that you would say you attribute your growth to mistakes <laughs> yeah and how do you mean could you i mean i get it sure, but, yeah yeah um well i mean you know I, I think the true definition of insanity is making the same mistake twice so you learn from your mistakes and make them often um, I think that yeah. I, I think the I think the epitome of scalability and crazy you know, crazy hyperscale is what Musk has done with every company he's put his hands on, and um, you know Twitter is going to be no different. You know I think that you know when you look at attribution, right? Um, mistakes cause us to stop and guess and second guess and third guess and, and really kind of take a look and introspectively decide, you know, did I, was I the cause of the mistake or was circumstances the cause of the mistake? And in either, in either, in either junction, I think that the mistakes that we make um, are our fault. Um, I think it's either a lack of preparation, a lack of intelligence. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't mean mental intelligence. I mean, you know, market intelligence. Um, I also think it boils down to, um, you know, have you tested your team? Have you put your team in a situation where they had, they were, they had no choice but to lose? Um, I think it's essential to understand where the break point is in your team, to know what you have. You know, as any coach, any, any leader of a team uh, during practice, uh, during muscle memory sessions, um, they break their team. You have, you have to know what your team's capable of. And if you don't mm. know what your team is capable of, you're setting yourself for a really expensive lesson. Wow, that's awesome, man. Um, I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way from all these different little mistakes and and, and yeah. learning opportunities as, as you would see them. Um, based off of all those past mistakes and experiences, if you were coming into a brand new, different business right now, what would be some of the first things that you think you'd look into to start growing that business? Well, I think I think understanding your surroundings and understanding, like I said, it goes back to team, understanding your team's capabilities. I think that's essential. Um, you know, I, I came into the space industry with zero experience other than being a, an affectionate watcher of space shuttle program. Right. And um, and going to space camp. Right. I, that was my extensive experience in the space industry. And what I found is coming into this industry, um, you know, I think 
I think probably the most important thing is realizing that uh, knowledge isn't everything. Um, and market intelligence isn't everything. Isn't everything. Um, sometimes knowing too much is possible, you know? And I think that a lot of times we, we get caught in like this analysis paralysis where we just kind of look at things and we forget, you know, the reason we're here, at least the reason I'm here, uh, is for the customer. Um, you know, if we, if, if we design it, if we design a product for the customer, um, versus starting, you know, at the product line, right? We start, if we start, if we sit down and we talk with a bunch of engineers, we say, Hey, listen, let's, let's design a product that fits this mold, right? We're going to move, we're going to miss 80% of the market, right? But if we go and we understand what 80% of the market's looking for, um, mm. we can design a product for the masses, but more importantly, um, scalability is built in. Yeah. Yeah. Something that, that they want, not just what you think you'd want to make. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there, I think a little bit, I think a little bit comes into play when it comes to what I want. I mean, I'm no different than the average everyday Joe going, you know, going down the line to the grocery store, picking out a product, right? Uh -huh. uh, in many cases, I think sometimes we're told what we want, right? And and I think that, you know, the, the real visionaries in, in industry are the ones that say, hey, listen, you know, there's a problem and I really wish I had that product, but no, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Now, I didn't. I didn't know I wanted an iPad until it came out. I was like, well, that's a pretty cool product. I think I got my, I might need that. Now it has nothing to do with the fact it was Apple. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I think really what it boils down to is going into a brand new industry. Sometimes it's a huge advantage because, you know, for instance, in the space industry, they've been doing it the same way and they've been getting the same results and nobody's questioned it. And then you get guys like Musk and you got guys like Bezos and more importantly, you get guys like, founders of Planet Labs and the founders of ISI and the plant and, and let's talk about totally different industries, you know, <clears throat> Tesla. I mean, I hate to go back to Musk, but you talk about uh, people that come into an industry, they're nothing about the industry, but what they do understand is they understand that if they have a vision and they can convince enough people of that vision and get people to buy into that vision and the vision has to be solid. It can't be, Hey, listen, I want to, I want to build a colony on Jupiter. Okay. That's probably a bad idea, but <laughs> You know, I want to build XYZ product for that solves, you know, ABC problem. Um, you have to have a visionary mindset and you have to not be afraid to have people tell you you're fucking crazy. Yeah, and that's what my wife. Sorry, I didn't mean to didn't mean to curse. Sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, I don't I don't care at all. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm going to tell my wife I'm, I've decided to spend our life savings on a colony in, in uh, Jupiter as well. I, you know, I think that's an idea you should pursue. I really do. If you, if you feel strongly about it, and I, I listen, I could be wrong. You know, I mean, yes. I don't that's, think that's a that's a prime example, right? I mean, how committed yeah. are you, right? Yeah. How, how to how to ruin date night is start off with that comment. Um, so what you depends on the girl. Yeah, that's true. If you if you got a ride or die uh, spouse, then they'll they'll say, Absolutely. all right, let's do it. Um, ride or it, die, right? Ride or die team, ride or die spouse, ride or die anything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, hundred um, percent. What do you? Feel? I feel lucky that I do have a, a, a ride or die uh, spouse. She she put up with me coming home from the office at four a.m. for a, a couple of years. I, I promise one day it'll be worth it. Um, <laughs> right, right. And then when we when I sold that company and we, you know, busted open the bottle and hugged and cried, I was like, woo. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, uh, what do you feel uh, most small business owners do wrong? Stay small. What about, Stay small. What about you know, I think I, I, well, let me, let me yeah. expand on that. I think that, you know, we're getting right now is a prime example. Um, 
you know, you have the market, you know, market is shrinking, right? Um, you're looking at possible hard landing, you're looking at possible mass recession, you're looking at, you know, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on, FTX failing, you know, crypto questioning their own existence. Yeah. I think that, like, I, I hear, listen, I think a prime example of, of the doing it right is actually what Zuckerberg's doing. I, I'm not a big fan, but I will tell you this, uh, I've looked at the metrics and I've looked at what he's doing and I've looked at the acquisitions over the last 18 months and I've looked at the health of the companies he's acquiring and the patents in the portfolio and what he's really trying to develop. And I, I, and, and, and I hate to be the one to say this, but he's not only right, but he's gonna be massively successful. And if, and if Facebook kicks him out, if, sorry, Meta kicks him out, great, he'll go out and do it somewhere else. Um, when you know you're right, there comes, there comes a question you have to ask yourself, would you rather be right or would you rather get paid? And most of the time people <laughs> say, I'd rather get paid. And most people say, I'd rather get paid. But you know, I think sometimes you have, you have to take being right to the extreme. You gotta be willing to sleep on a fucking park bench. Yeah, yeah, that's, man. It's funny because you said that. I, I've already been looking at um, metaverse CEO peer groups. We have these, you know, groups of uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs that meet every month in these little confidential, you know, peer-to-peer groups. And I'm already thinking, how do we do that in the metaverse so everybody can see each other? Um, I don't know if they'll look like these crazy avatars or, <laughs> or just look like humans, but, uh, well, but I'm sure. I'm sure I mean, the common. first, the first, the first dial of connection was an abhorrible sound, but it was great. It meant you were getting out of your environment. And and if you look at you know connectivity now, I mean, something I'm very near and dear to. Um, listen, the first, the first avatars, the first people in this in this experience in this environment, uh, it's going to be us. It's going to be us that we're going to look like. Uh, we're gonna look like robot. We're gonna like what's the game that kids are playing uh, with the little block figures? Um, uh, it's gonna look uh, like that, and I think right, you know right, what I'm right, talking right. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, gonna yeah, look yeah. like that's, that. Yeah, yeah, I got a 13 year old son, and I've seen it all. Ro- Roblox, you know uh, I mean? Minecraft, yeah. all of it. Minecraft. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. He's, I think you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a situation where it's gonna look really stupid, but I think yeah, it, it's not it's not about you know just the meetings you know it's about a quadriplegic jumping in an avatar and actually being able to go and walk the loop you know yeah, it's about yeah, um yeah right it's about like a neural implant that actually completes the connection to somebody that was blind at birth yeah. that's never seen the sunset you know yeah. it's yeah it's about a lot of different amazing. things amazing yeah, yeah. um uh, i'm gonna guess you've read your fair share of books what's been the most important? i'm just dysle- i'm dyslexic I, I listen but i can't i, I hate yeah, same. it takes me forever uh, yeah, I hear you. I'm an audiobook guy too. I don't. I can't sit still yeah. long enough to to open a book. But um, what's been a, an influential book that you've listened to? Well, you know, I'm not a okay. So I hate to say this, but I, I, I listen. I'm very glad that Tony Robbins is as successful as he is, and I've listened to some of his stuff. And I don't necessarily subscribe to all of it, but there was uh, Life Force is the most recent book. Um, and it was written. It was written by with him and Peter Diamantis and. They really, he doesn't get into the rah, rah, rah. Matter of fact, he doesn't talk in the book into the last two chapters. So I didn't bother listening to that. But what, what I was able to learn from that are all these different amazing technologies. And, and more importantly, the stories behind the technologies that, that, that we won't even benefit from. Our grandkids will benefit from it. And that's really the, 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 the purpose of doing all the things we do is for legacy. You know, it's for, it's for changing things, right? It, it's yes. for changing the status quo. And so that yes. was probably one of my favorite books. Yeah. Recently. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of people don't know about that one yet. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, if you could go back in time to when you first started out and say one thing to younger you, what would you say? <laughs> don't listen to your friends. Mm. Don't listen. Don't, 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 
you know, don't, don't, don't travel in a school, you know, it, it, we're not fish, you know, we're, we're meant, we're meant to be led. We're also meant to be leaders. Mm. And, you know, I think like my son is 25 and, and God bless his heart. You know, he is, uh, he's, he's struggling with being 25. And I'll tell you this, he is definitely not his friends and I'm so proud of him. Um, because he has taken the long way. He's taken the hard road, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting his degree, all that stuff. But, you know, he's, he questions everything. And so probably that's, that's probably the most important thing you can impart on, on, a young, on a young person these days is question everything. Ask why five times. Why? Okay, but why? But why? Because you're going to get the real answer in the third, fourth, or fifth why, right? And, and when you understand people and you understand their motivations, um, that's the – that's the critical. I think that's one of the key components of leadership is understanding people's motivations. Why are you here? Not yeah. only here in, in the company. Why are you? Why? Why? Why do you do what you do? Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Um, what questions should I ask you that I haven't? <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, the most important thing for for entrepreneurs, especially you know people that take a big bite, um, is how do you deal with imposter syndrome? That's probably the most important question. Um, you know, imposter syndrome is something I never knew anything about. I never even knew what it was, but I had it for a long time. Um, you know, when I was younger, I, I was dating a girl. I lied about my education and boy, that, that haunted me for a while. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this, i tell you this. Um, that was my first case of imposter syndrome. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, 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 what allowed me to, to conquer that was realizing that I can't do the things other people can do. I'm terrible at follow-up. I'm terrible at paperwork. I'm terrible at the detail. Um, but you know, other people aren't. Uh, but what I'm great at, my superpower, uh, a couple, I have a couple of them. Uh, number one is recruiting. I love, I love recruiting. Wow, um, that, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, such an important one. Finding good people is like so hard yeah. to do. I, I'm amazed by the people that I've lost um, taking this, that going down this road. but. It's funny, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and I'll end here. Um, and this is where my imposter syndrome really just escapes. It just goes, it just, it, it, it just disappears. Talking with one of my friends this morning, uh, she's a fundraiser for big Republican party. And, um, and she said, um, she said, how would you look at me? And I said, well, I, I said, you know, she was dealing with a friendship issue. And I said, well, listen, you like to plant you know, flowers and roses and this and that and the other thing. I said, how do you, how do you really grow a rose bush? She goes, well, you got to prune it. I said, exactly. I said, I, I think the hard part about, you know, an imposter syndrome and growing and, you know, recruiting and all the things that we do is realizing that if you're really going to grow, you're going to outgrow your friend network. You're going to outgrow, you're going to outgrow your business network. You're going to outgrow a lot of things. Um, and, and the reason that that happens is because if you're not pruning yourself, you're not pruning your relationships, um, you're going to get stuck and you're going to become a, a weed. You know, and I guess maybe if you live in Colorado, that's a cool thing. But, you know, outside of the, the hash pipe, I, I think that, you know, being a weed is horrible, you know. And so <laughs> I think I think it was me. Do you, do you guess you got you to ask yourself a real question? Do you want to grow and are you willing to grow at the expense of some of your relationships? Because not everybody will want to grow with you. And we really are a product of our environment, a product of our surroundings in most cases. Um, and the people that really achieve from the from the hood to the to the boardroom. Um, I think that, you know, you really find yourself when you start to walk away from relationships that are either A, a poor influence or B, just not positive enough. Yeah. That's it.
Yeah, man. Well said. Wow. Um, any parting words of advice for entrepreneurs in the trenches fighting like hell for their dreams? Have a therapist. <laughs> Have a therapist. Yeah, I'm serious. Don't don't confide That's... in your team. Don't don't listen. I, I made the mistake a long time ago, uh, confiding in my team. And, um, you know, listen, as a CEO, we're not anybody else in the company. As a CEO, uh, it's not about being liked. It's about leaving. It's about leaving. And if people like you, that's great. But you just got to remember, um, liking pe people liking you is great. And you liking people is awesome. But at some point, um, as talking, getting back to pruning, you're going to have to fire people. And, and yeah. if you don't, you're going to get fired. So you have to realize that, you know, growing a company um, is also about the churn of the team, you know, and if you're really good at recruiting, you could probably retain 70% of the people you retain, right? But really, ultimately, as the old 80-20 rule goes, you need about 20% of those people to really, really run an operation. And Twitter's experiencing that right now. They got, what, you know, 750 people running a company, whereas they got rid of all these other people. I'm joking, but, you know, there's other people are realizing, yeah, funny meme, I'll, I'll stop here. This is probably the best advice. Don't be the seventy fifth thousand or seventy five thousand higher, because you're totally <laughs> expendable. You're right. It's you know? funny because those people, those are the same people that think it's a way more safer path than being an entrepreneur. Which, ironically, they, they you know, it's learning. I, I remember my my last company, the one I sold most most recently. I remember these people taking a safer job working for me and me thinking you know this is we're going through the great recession <laughs> like, yeah, i'm just like fighting out there yeah. like, like you're basically you know hang, hanging on me if you had any idea going. if you had any idea yeah yeah and that's like, the thing you know you you, you can't con don't confide in your team I, I i i mean it's okay i guess for at some level to confide in your co-founders but at some level at some point you have to stop doing that too and you have to realize that you know peer groups like you're talking about um i guess kind of goes to what you're saying Peer groups, um, therapy, counselors, um, journaling. Um, I mean, I, I go through one of these every two weeks, 100 pages, and this yeah. is my journal. And it's also it's yeah. also my engineering my engineering book. I mean, I yeah, I see. And I've got I got a, I have a stack of these. I have a couple, about almost same. a thousand of these probably now. Yeah, same. And it's my and it's my and it's my life. I mean, it's my life since I was you know 18 years old. I've been doing it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you said therapy, because like when we do our once a month, we have our CEO peer groups and, and we talk about hiring and operations and marketing and, and finance and sales and all this stuff. The main thing I think people say that they like the most is just the therapy aspect of being with <laughs> other people that that get it and go through the same roller coaster ride of insanity as them and yeah. and and i think that's that's uh like maybe the, the biggest value in it but uh but man that's lonely awesome. loneliest next to being an astronaut on the moon it's the loneliest job in the world <laughs> yes 100 it is man thank you so I mean, much I mean, funny thing i've been talking to other ceos it's like i mean I mean, sometimes I got a friend of mine uh, here. Uh, I give a shout out real quick. I got a good friend of mine, uh, Sheetal Jaitley, founder of Travel Scale, massively successful company. Went through a bankruptcy a long time ago, turned it around, really just got his arms around the business and is killing it. And he and I will hang out sometimes. And he's one of my investors and we'll hang out sometimes. And, and they just look at me like, dude, rub some dirt on it, move on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, and sometimes you do. You just got to rub some dirt on it and just move you on. Know what? You know what? I think that's the, that might be one of the biggest takeaways of, of this. Is entrepreneurs watching this? Is every now and then just rub some freaking dirt on it and move on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
Listen, I appreciate it.